Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Manifesting with Meg, Conversations with Extraordinary People. I welcome you all to episode 60 tonight, Instructions for Leading a Living a Conscious Life. And I have an incredible guest tonight. I have Julian Hayes, and I can't wait to introduce you guys to him and learn all about all his magic of manifesting and all the magic in his life. Once again, this is the month of wisdom. It's March, people. Time to march forward. It's a show about transformation, dreams, inspiration, true happiness, discovering bliss, and it's time to manifest the life of your dreams, realizing that bliss is not just an abstract idea, but an attainable state of being. And we're ready to wake up to a universe powered and packed with possibility. Hey, Julian, how are you? Meg, I'm doing fantastic. I am excited about this. I can feel your energy already. So I'm I'm doing great. Life is great. After I met you, I was totally excited to have this interview with you. I know that you're going to bring so many wonderful tidbits of wisdom and, uh, you know, also so much to unfold and all about living a conscious life. And I want to remind everybody that this show is based on my book, The Magical Guide to Bliss. And we are on the March month of wisdom. It's 366 insights the day. I ask Julian to get intentional, get intentional around the show, pick a number at the end of the show. We'll actually share your intention and you'll be reading from my book as to your number. So with that in mind, let's start out. I get to introduce this wonderful Julian Hayes II. He's not only an author, he's a human performance advisor. I know that gets really exciting because you're all gonna wonder what is that? He's also <laughs> one more, an epigenetic coach and the host of Optimal Health for Busy Entrepreneurs. His initial journey began in the pursuit of becoming a doctor. So there you go, people. If you're always wondering about how your calling is gonna unfold, check out this story, you're gonna love it. He left after one year to pursue an even bigger dream. Now he's the founder of the Art of Fitness and Life, where the mission is to help entrepreneurs. So all you entrepreneurs out there, listen up, and elite professionals, you guys too, upgrade their entire human system without the guesswork through leveraging unique DNA. This gets so crazy cool. Data-driven health metrics and personalized programming, an end of one personalized programming and a performance team. I also said that he's a writer. Remember that he's written 200 columns at Inc. along with frequently being published over at Entrepreneur Success, Chief Executive Business Insider, building, I mean, sorry, bodybuilding.com and many more of the world's largest publications. And how lucky am I have to have him tonight to talk about manifesting with Meg. And I'm sure you guys are gonna understand at the end of the show that he is an extraordinary person. And it's so amazing that the theme tonight is living a conscious life, like I said, because you know this guy is all about waking up, being aware of what those dreams are and following and fulfilling them. So without further ado, welcome, Julian. Did I miss anything? I don't want to because clearly, you know, you're amazing. <laughs> no, I, I that perfectly summed me up. You, you oh. hit you hit everything. So if I were to ask one of your family members, would they know who that was when I spoke about are you before or is it all you're like a mystery waiting to be unfolded? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you, you hit you hit the nail on the coffin right there. Yeah, it's like a mystery. It, it, I think when we think about family, it's um, 
they always see you as they always see me as little Julian. And so it's like, oh, I, I, he does this kind of writing stuff. It's pretty cool. But, you know, they still see me as little Julian. And so I keep maybe it's like an alter ego. I am a Gemini and I'm not too big into astrology, but people tell me that Gemini's there's two of us. And so I totally get that because there is there is like a an, I have like alter egos and depending on if I'm writing or if I'm going for a run or if I'm around family. So I, I kind of get that. Maybe I got three personalities. Okay, so everybody who's a Gemini out there, do you concur with Julian or not? I don't know. Let's <laughs> find out a little bit more about him so that, you know, we can all figure out what these Geminis are all about. I do have a Gemini in the family. My sister, my oldest sister is a Gemini, and she also is a mystery to be held, but yet she is definitely <laughs> awesome as well. So anyway, well, let's go on. Like, So we're talking tonight about living a conscious life instruction for living a conscious life and you know the quote is actually from mary oliver who's one of my favorite poets she's fantastic she unfortunately passed away but she's left so much incredible work behind and like i said at the outset when we were talking before i one of the one of my favorite statements that she has is what will you do with this precious life and it's like an invitation for you to start getting curious around what is it that you're going to do? How are you going to wake up? And this poem actually changed my life because when I read it, she put into words how I truly want to live. And I know that many people who hear me speak are always like, there she goes again. But it's true. It's <laughs> so simple. It's so simple. Pay attention, be astonished and tell all about it. Pay attention to what's going around around you. Be astonished. I always say, get excited, get enthusiastic about what's unfolding and then tell all about it. You got to tell your story. You got to share your story. Be vulnerable with your story. And that in fact will engage whoever needs to hear the message. So keeping that in mind, this is all about tuning into soul's purpose, remembering how as a child, you were unencumbered by other people's opinions. You use these simple instructions that allow you to surrender to something wonderful that life has in store. And I know I said at the outset, we're going to play tonight because I'm feeling a little playful. Um, I want everyone to set their calendar for Friday at 1230. And I want everyone to start paying attention to all that's happening around them, get excited. And then you're going to tell us all about it. So I want you to also simplify your life so that it's worth living. Tell all about it so that it's worth sharing. And what are your thoughts about this, Julian? Mm. You know, the Julian of a few years ago will probably tell you that like, this is a little too crazy for me. <laughs> I love it. Because I, I was, I was, I was very anti a lot of the manifesting. I was just, just always pushing it away. Okay, but... I'm gonna stop you. Why were you anti? <laughs> I'm just curious. I, I always mm -hmm. laugh because I think you know, seeing the world certainly, you know, as powered with possibility, like I was saying mm -hmm. before. What, what's scary or stupid about that? So when you're saying you're anti-manifesting, what was it that you were anti? You know, I really think it's a perspective because if you think about it, I was always manifesting. I, I manifested yeah. myself to talk to you right now, to be in this exact position right now, to have everything that I have in my life right now, I manifested it. I just didn't consciously know that I was actually manifesting. I thought things were just happening by accident. Oh, but, I, but I would be thinking of a lot of things like, oh, you know, it would be nice to have this. It would be nice if I could start doing this. And yeah. surely, slowly but surely, it comes up. So I think the biggest thing for me was really just starting to be open to the possibility that maybe everything's not just luck, but you're actually bringing this into your world by consciously thinking of these things that you want first and foremost. 
So I'm I'm a student of Carl Jung. Carl Jung speaks to synchronicity. He's always there are no coincidences. A lot of people say that they call them God incidences, but God mm -hmm. incidences are in fact synchronicities. When things and uh, people, places, and things happen or come into your life, they're all for a bigger meaning that was planned. Like we have these serendipitous moments that we like look back on, and there's more clarity. Oh my God. That changed my life oh my god i was wanting that oh my god i wanted to actually experience that so you know when you're saying that before you think that they are like happy accidents right but now the difference is is that you um intend or you manifest so how in fact has it changed since you changed your perspective i think it you know the biggest thing is i think there's there's no limit to we can I think we can have everything that we want. Maybe not all at the same time, but we can have everything we want. I, I really think there's no possibilities. There's nothing that's within our reach, that's outside of our reach now. You know, human right. potential is is limitless now, and I, I think that's biggest the biggest thing, the biggest paradigm shift for me is just that realization that it's one it's a giant choose your own adventure i i'm a little of a nerd and so for those out there i used to play rpgs role-playing games and you know like final fantasies the legend of zeldas and yeah. in in those games you get to there wasn't just one way that you could walk now you had to fight the boss eventually but there's many different side quests that you can get lost on and so i would stay up all night playing these things when i should probably be studying and but um and it, it takes a long time but the the, the, the moral of that story is that there's not just one way that we can live this life. Yeah. And that goes back to the topic here of, of being conscious. Yeah. You know, I love that you said that you played Zelda. I used to read those books that you get to choose your own adventure by choosing, you know, which direction. If you pick that you're going this way, go to page, whatever. Zelda's kind of like that as too, as well, correct? Mm -hmm. I, I never played it myself, but it also takes you into that whole idea of you know you get to choose and mike spatola says it takes courage to manifest and even more courage to accept the fact that we are manifesting so your energy and your enthusiasm is shining through julian right now let's go on so as far as your journey i know that you had said that you went to medical school you mm -hmm. wanted to be a doctor so what happened around that and what changed so this is you know health has always been interesting to me ever since probably freshman year of college and so that just I thought it's the physical therapy I wanted to do more uh I'm not gonna lie the tv show house was really popular then I thought it would be really cool to I wanted to be like house um but well, you, 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 everybody what house is because there's some people who don't watch the show so what oh. was house so House, House MD is a it's a TV show. It's had maybe six or seven, I think seven seasons, and it's a doctor who's not. He's a little antisocial, but he's a genius. And in this world, there is no specialties or anything for House. House knows everything, and okay. he had he has all the most complicated cases. And I looked at that, and I was like, oh man, this is so interesting. This is so interesting. I want to be this, but that's not really how a medical stuff works in real life i mean but tv shows has really influenced me my undergrad me and my friend uh, we picked our majors off of movies and we thought it would be cool just to i wanted to work in like gq or somewhere like that and just be an idea guy and just give ideas and marketing and advertising is not like that 
So, but I picked my major off of that. But before I, I get off script here and just start going on a tangent, back to the medical school. And so when I was in medical school in New York, New York is a lot different than Tennessee. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. Pace of life is a little slower here. The people are nicer. I'm sorry, New York people. The people are much nicer here, but I love I love New York people. I love New York people. Energy is great. But when I was in New York, I met so many people that were chasing their dreams. People wanted to be an actress, an actor. They're doing a startup. Everybody has a story. Nobody's just at this coffee shop just to have a cup of coffee. It seemed like everyone had a story of a dream that they're pursuing. And I felt that energy and that love in there. And school's pretty easy to for me, you show up, you take some information in, in a few weeks, you take a test, and then you keep moving on, rinse and repeat, just like that. Well, I just want to stop you. You you actually went to medical school. You got in to medical school, which is not an easy task. So clearly, you had the grades and you had the skill and you had the ability to be accepted into the program. So the fact of the matter is, yeah, you're smart. Okay, we know that. So go on. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that, but I will tell you, I, I had to kind of sneak my way in there a little bit. Uh, um, and, and luckily, um, I'm a pretty good storyteller, so that helped as well. And so that's for those out there who may not can get in the traditional path, there's always a way in the side where there's other attributes. See, where I liked maybe my GPA wasn't the highest, I was also more interesting than a lot of my other applicants who just had their nose in a book. I had stories to tell. So. Yeah. But um, back to that. So when I was in New York, I always, even before then, I always had a sense that there's a bigger adventure out there for me. Like, I don't think this is right. College, you're just following a path. I'm not so sure of myself. I, I, I'm first generation. So it was really awesome that my parents gave me the opportunity to put me in school. And so I really wanted to, to, to cherish that and, and to do something with that. But deep inside, I, I, I just didn't know. I just didn't know. I have an underdeveloped 20 year old brain. So. <laughs> but when I'm in New York, I remember this specifically. I'm in the Lower East Side at the Yucca Bar, and there's a girl there. Very uh, the girl. It's it's very, the girl. <laughs> very attractive. Initially, I, I did want to hit on her and, and, and find out she's single and everything. But during that time, she's talking and she's she's talking about her job, and so she, she's doing something of a passion, but she's also doing it in a way that is congruent and coherent with her life. And I was like. Oof. Oh my goodness. Oh my that God. just, that stopped me so much that I, I forgot to ask for numbers or anything. I was like, Oh my <laughs> goodness. I, I, I got to, Oh my goodness. And I got to figure this out. And so I finished out that semester, but during the, the anatomy exam, you know, classmates are looking up sweating. Mm -hmm. like, Oh my God, this exam is hard. I'm thinking, Oh my God, I, this ain't the right thing for me. Yeah. So I loved health but I didn't necessarily love the idea of being a doctor, but I loved the idea of health still. So I knew that that's where I belong. I just didn't think this vehicle was the right one for me to be in. And that's what led to the transition to not do that. Cause I've always loved writing and the arts and stuff, but you know, I, I stayed more in like my jock role and that's more comfortable for me, but I always, always loved that. But that little spark right there really just lit the match and just really got my brain thinking. And then this is an example of manifesting, which I didn't know at the time. I start seeing other fitness people, health people who were kind of doing something that I wanted to do, which was they were writing some, they were working with other people. And then I had a, a lot of other side things that they were doing as well. And I just didn't put two and two together. But now since we talked about that tonight, I was like, I was yeah. manifesting to like show somebody show me the way or something and what this looks like. 
and boom, it shows up on the internet. Well, I think that the attention had to be grabbed by an attractive female. So that got your attention. And once it got your attention, you started listening, which is really mm -hmm. kind of cool, I must say. One of the cool things I find about life is that, you know, we get what we're looking for. And I think a lot of the quotes, which I love that you put this one, I love Tina. You know, one of the quotes, you know, that we we look and we read, like I, I look to Mary Oliver, you gave me Tina Turner, which, yeah, proud Mary baby. Don't wait <laughs> until you think you're good enough at doing something new before you venture into uncharted territory. If we all waited until we thought we had enough talent to tackle a new challenge, nothing would ever get accomplished. So he's saying, Mike Spatola is saying, apparently the lightning bolt happened that you hope she, he hopes you gave a gift to that young lady. Man, I've, <laughs> I've never never seen that lady again. I wish I, I, I wish I did. Cause I talk about her in a lot of stories, yeah. like never saw her again. And it was just that sometimes people come in your life for, for a moment. Some people, oh, it yeah. is, it's, some people are here for one season. You know, and then some people are like on a TV show where they're just signed for like a two to three role for an episode and then they're gone for the rest of the season. Oh my God, I love that you compare life to a TV season or a movie. So tell me a little bit about Tina and why this impacted you because clearly you didn't wait until you were a pro at, you know, your, your new future after you left medical school. Well, one, she's from Tennessee. So whoop, whoop, you know, oh, so yeah. we, we got shout out there. But out. I was always, just curious of what she went through mm -hmm. with, with Ike and escaping that, like there was a gap there of like, how did you do this? She had to reinvent herself. She was part of a group and then she had to reinvent herself. And I believe she was either in her late thirties or early forties when she started to rebuild that solo career. Mm -hmm. And that's what really led to the curiosity with her. And then she also um, introduced Nietzsche and Buddhism which, which she credits a lot. Oh, and wow. so um, that's why I just really liked her. And then I, I watched interviews of her and I was, I just like her vibe. She's just yeah. really, she's just really cool. I like her music. Yeah, she, she breaks a lot of different molds. And so I, I just, yeah, I don't know. She, it just attracted me to her. And so I love Tina Turner. Well, you know, moving on to this, I'm committed, but detached. I'm flexible, but focused. I'm agile, but, relent but relentless. Tell me, tell me about what this means, you know, as far as your vision for your future mm -hmm. with your company and with the, your clients, to be quite yeah. honest. This is, this is really something that I think about when I'm going for goals, whether it's a professional goal or whether it's a fitness goal or a running goal, it's to not just be too clingy. You know, mm -hmm. we hear the word, don't be so clingy, man. Give it some space because I think you got to let the goals, you got to let it breathe a little bit. You don't want to just suffocate it. You know how when people are always under us and we can't breathe, you're just like, man, give me some space. Yeah, and so, I, love, I love that. Yeah. And so and life's also a duality. And so those things are all opposite of each other. There's commitment. Yes. But you also have to be detached from it as well. You know, you yes, you need to be flexible, but you still got to stay focused and don't get too loose with it. You got to be agile to be flexible with your vision, but you still got to be dialed in and relentless with it every single day. That's amazing. And you know, you reflect, you've you reflected on Buddhism, I think twice before we got on, on live. And then also you told me right now with Tina Turner that impacted you. Is that something that's influenced your life as well as you move forward? I don't know. I, I think I read the books. It just makes sense. Yeah. It's, especially over the last year. I, I just, 
my curiosity, which I think is one of the, the my strong suits and one of my traits that I really cherish. It's just I just read things, even if I I don't know anything about it. I read stuff even if I don't agree with it. Sometimes I just like to know all sides because it feels like it gives me a superpower that when I step into the ring, you can't surprise me because I've already thought about all types of angles and I looked at different history books and war generals and some of the best war war generals they thought 10 to 15 steps ahead or you can just think of this as being a chess grandmaster okay, they're 15 they're 15 moves ahead now i i'm not that good just yet right? <laughs> I, i'm getting there i'm getting there to where i can be 15 moves ahead yeah. but the point but the point being is just don't discriminate against information everything that comes into your world there's a lesson in that I love that. I, that's amazing. Don't discriminate against information. Everything is a lesson. And you know, you, I, we have an author on right now, so they're liking the fact that you read everything and that you're open and curious. Pam is one of the my my fellow authors in my cohort, and you're also an author. I love that. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your your title of your first book that you have written already? Yeah, it's called Body Architect. I I don't really have an elaborate story. I just like the word architect. I like architecture. And yeah. somebody's like, just put body in it, and there we go. And then the the publishers helped a little bit with the with the rest of it, and uh, it's really like, if I'm thinking of this like a, I'm building out a world. So I see Julian in the future with multiple books. Well, we got to start at ground zero. Mm -hmm. So before we get to the okay. stuff I currently do now, we got to start at the very beginning. So I really thought about myself when I first started working out. What would I want to know? So it's like a fitness origin story just to get people into the fitness mode and then because there's levels to fitness that I that I in my head I think there's a level to me now fitness is much more than just physical yes I like to have muscles and and all that good stuff but it's it's there's a lot of spiritual aspects now when I run there's a lot of emotion and, and mental clarity that comes from it as well so there's more of a transcendence now with fitness but this is much more practical and this is just to get you going Okay, so I have to ask you, if someone's starting out, like they say the journey of a, a thousand miles or a million miles begins mm -hmm. with the first step, right? So you're not you're not where you want, you like imagine, you know, you said Julian of five years from now, but like mm -hmm. say, this is me today and you know, I'm, I'm accepting where I am today. Like how do you get yourself into that mindset of manifesting, you know, even the physical sense and mm -hmm. then so you step into is there a spiritual tool that you use that will shift someone from this is not going to happen i'm so out of shape i can't even stand it to okay i can walk okay i can i can swim or okay i can do this so what is it that you would teach some elite professional mm -hmm. or entrepreneur who's like i want to rev this up i really really have a need to be my own body architect while i'm not michelangelo maybe mm -hmm. i'll be you know, or whatever you know you, you want to call that what what is that like wonderful tool or advice that you can give so that people will start with they are yeah i like to take i like to take a trip to the future and i always know where i'm going so okay. i so have <laughs> so have 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 the standard that you're going toward the final standard that you want so i every single day i have a folder that i read of standards i'm so far away from it right now that's yeah. exciting though because i know where i'm going so once i immerse myself in the macro I need to come I, I need to come with the micro now and that's today because I have to realize that my future all that depends on what I do today so that's all I can do right now so I just focus on winning today what do I need to do today 
to win today. And so it's, it. being, it's like the whole Buddhist mentality of being present momenting, you know, like just staying there. That's so awesome. So yeah. your standard, so you set your standard with, which is your macro, right? Mm -hmm. And then, then you get to be the micro. What can I do today to get me to where I want to go? At least start me mm -hmm. out. Right. Mm -hmm. And the good thing is you can also change your past and that might sound kind of weird. It's like, how can you change the past? Well, you can change the past by doing something today and taking control of this hour and then as that goes that is your new past now so even if you weren't a person that was disciplined with fitness or with with eating or anything you made one decision right now you say you had your smoothie this morning you just changed your past because that smoothie is now ingested and that's the past now because you're moving forward time has moved forward yeah. and so now you just changed your past and now you're a person now yeah. who does do healthy habits because you just changed it and you know, this Rumi quote kind of plays into that where it says, always remember you're braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, smarter than you think, and twice as beautiful as, you, as you'd imagine. Yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I am wise, so I'm changing myself. So it all starts off with that decision to say, you know, I'm gonna do something today, change the energy, the whatever I ingest. And I love it that you're saying that. And Mike Spatola is saying, I applaud you for your curiosity that you're not ever gonna lose that zest for continuous learning. It's the perspective that fitness is much more than merely physical. And I think that's really important because, you know, you can do so much more than you even imagine. You just have to sometimes get out of your head. What is it that you think about that? I mean, with regard to that, the spiritual component of this. Absolutely. It, it all starts, you know, I say the word superhuman a lot and tell us what that means to you because people say superhuman. I say I'm wonder woman. I yeah. was called Mujer Maravillosa in the cab ones. And I think I'll mm -hmm. hold on to that for the rest of my life, but mm -hmm. yeah, tell us what superhuman means to you. Yeah. Well, if, there's a certain narrative when we think about health, when we think about aging, like there's certain cornerstones, certain milestones that we talk about. So, you know, most people think their best years are in their twenties. Most people think aging is something that has to happen. I don't really think that. I think that's what the average human thinks. And so I, 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 can't, I can't deal with being average. And so superhuman to me is becoming emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually superior yeah. to the average human that might sound like uh, rah 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 because it's 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 you know yeah, you're, saying, you're saying how old is julian right about now that's what they're asking <laughs> <laughs> how is, how is so let's say what is it uh how old am i i always see i forget because age yeah. is relevant but chronologically my birth certificates will indicate i'm 34 right now okay, <laughs> yeah no, but no, um I but and so so for me it's it's to be superior to what they what people think of the average human because there's so much more than us and so i want you to think I, I can crush what people think is just you know what average humans can do you know we're so much more than that you know i, I think about how many people it took to get yeah. me here to this exact moment like i'm so i'm so powerful like yeah. um i have so many people backing me yeah. and there's nothing I can do. And so that's to me in a nutshell is what superhuman is being all about. Superhuman is, you know, changing poison into medicine. Superhuman is standing up and standing for your values yeah. when no, and superhuman is sticking with your vision, sticking yeah. with a goal where it's 0% done right now. And so many people around you are like, what are you doing? Like, I can't believe you did that. You really think this is going to work? Maybe you should start being realistic. 
and you're sticking to your guns when nobody else can see what you're seeing. That's part of being superhuman. Love that. I love, you know, so in your mind, you are this superstar, superhuman, whatever you want to call it. I love how you said, I am so powerful. And you know, the bottom line is that we are very powerful. We just don't allow ourselves to embrace that notion because many times we get stuck into what you're saying, you know, and interestingly enough that you're, you know, a big TV watcher and a lot of what the TVs feed the world, right? Especially if you're watching the news mm -hmm. is that, you know, you're not enough or you're, you might want to be this because you're not this. And this is what, you know, everybody mm -hmm. wants to be. So I, I love that Nas is a part of the show because I, if everyone knows, tell everyone who <laughs> Nas is first of all, right? Yeah. Who's Nas? And I love music. So I'm all over that. So he's, he's a, he's a rapper who I think doesn't get enough of credit for his, for his, uh, for his gifts to the world. Yeah. And, and, and so just in a nutshell, yeah. So he's, he's a rapper that, really needs to be cherished a lot more. So what does this mean that he says needing nothing attracts everything? Yeah, I listen to this every time I run. It's it's uh it was on the Creed soundtrack and um Okay, so everybody go listen to the song by Nas on the Creed soundtrack. Needing nothing attracts everything. Oh well, that's that's part of the lyrics. I think the song okay. is called I think the song is called Check if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But um I, I I think that a lot of times when we're thinking about energy you notice that every when you really just you keep just keep wanting 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 you don't get it and mm -hmm. i just think like you're at you're kind of repelling in a sense because yeah. when you say i just want i want i want i want you're kind of saying that i don't have this already when really i think you have it already or this is why i tell myself i have it already and i'm just letting time catch up to my consciousness right now it's like it's so, so but I like this because when you don't need anything, like when you don't need the approval or you don't need the, the big deal or you don't even you don't even need like the, the six pack abs or, or whatever, you, those things are great. And you, you do want them. But when you say I'm good right now, I'm still capable right now, no matter yeah. what. I think that tracks everything because I think there's this sense that people people can kind of feel someone who's yeah. a little who's a little needy um, for all my LinkedIn people this is the easiest way to think about it for all my LinkedIn people out there you know you get those messages from people you're like oh this person wants to genuinely yes. connect with me he looks like a, he, looks, he looks like a nice person let's connect C come on board so you, you click yeah. accept you know and then you just start a timer one two three four five bam you okay. get hit with the pitch and, and this is a this is not even like a, hey how's it going pitch or hey you need my services this is like um a love letter in a sense <laughs> without any love that they send you and you're like wow this person is really needy you're like wow this it feels kind of gross and yeah. that's kind of that's kind of what i think about someone who's just always needy and yeah. it's like you just gotta let it breathe let your goals breathe put it out there by you knowing what you want, that's all you needed to do. Now you got to start acting as if. I love have those goals. Oh, my favorite. One other thing. <laughs> act as if. Act as if. Act as if. Act as if. It's a great perspective shifter. So keep going. I'm loving this. So that was the last. That was a lesson that was taught to me, maybe even just a few months ago. But when he reminded me that, do you know what you want? That's the first thing he asked me. Do you know what you want? I was like, yes, I want X and X and X. Yeah. He's like, great. You already have it. It's already out there. Time is it's going to catch up to your consciousness. Now, the most important part that this doesn't mean be lazy and just prop your feet up and don't do the work. Yeah. Now you, you act as if you step into that role. So how does that Julian that has these things, how does he act? 
was yeah. like, oh, okay, I got it. So my eyes get my eyes get really big then. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And so that's the thing where when I think about this quote. So, you know, there's a real t good tenant, a strong tenant in, in positive psychology that says, you know, when you're feeling, you know, really low or depressed or, you know, you're just not where you want to be, that if you act as if, you know, and literally they say, if you need to put a tiara on or something that's going to make you feel like your best suit, that you feel so good that you're out there and you feel like money, like, like your money, your money, your money. Then when you go out in the world, you're going to attract the abundance that you're putting out there because you're acting as if it's already there, which I love how you said that. So this one is do it for the intention, not the attention, which explain that to us a little bit for those who don't understand what intention is. Yeah. Well, first I have to give a shout out to my friend, Malcolm. He came up with this. He's, he's a rapper. So he, he always, he, he always drops these good bars as we call them. So salute oh, yeah. to him. But is this I, the bars of his songs then? Is that what you're telling me? I don't even know. We were just talking over coffee one day and he said this. I was like, Oh, hold on. Let me type this in my phone. I told him I'm going to ethically steal this because I love it. It's not, it's getting, you're getting recognized ethically. But that's I, pretty awesome. Yeah. Go ahead. I love this because for me, this really holds a strong bearing in terms of there are so many things we could do from a business sense, from the way that we conduct business, from the way that we can go about social media. And you, we know that if we do certain things, we say certain trigger words, we talk about certain events that yeah. we're going to boost engagement. Yeah. We're going to get so many likes and comments that are going to come our way. You know, if you do these types of funnels or if you say this stuff, do these kind of upsells and all this stuff that is going to come. And it just didn't feel congruent to me. It felt like I was just going out trying to get attention. Now, I love attention. I'm an only child. I love it. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love attention more, yeah. you know, just like anyone else. I really love it. But I do have values. I do have principles that I have to stand by. Because okay. if, I, if I lose those, then I've, I've lost everything. Because you can take everything away from me, but you can't take my principles and values. So this here means... Are you doing things for the attention of uh, others, for their approval, for their praise, for what you think you should do, or are you doing things solely for the sake of doing it because you feel called to do it and because it's incoherent with how you want to go about your life? So that's why this is this holds such a dear place in my heart because I wrestle with it because I'm like, I know if I talk certain ways about fitness, if I start talking more about fear if i just start talking about fitness kind of like the news talks about health yeah i'm going to really boost my engagement but i don't want that kind of energy to come with me people that yeah. are coming to me people that want to listen to me because they're scared yeah. I, I can't take that energy because then that makes me skittish and anxious yeah. I, I can't have that so that's what i look at this every single morning do it for the intention not the attention no matter what the metrics i don't care about the metrics well, you know, it's really interesting, though, because I'm sure that, you know, if you're doing it for the intention, which is really what what we all, you know, we get intentional about our lives, then it starts to be one of these games that, you know, you seem to like, like Zelda, right? Like you turn the page and choose your adventure. And that really becomes the focus is 
choosing your adventure. And if it's for the attention and how you get attention is by being, you know, like, ugh, you know, like, ugh, like the creep factor. You're like, well, this is not who you want to be. You certainly don't feel good at the end of the day. And that's not like, I don't want to scare people into working with me. I'd rather people be enthused or ready to, to wake up to a world of possibilities. And that's what I can help shift them. But you're right. You're so right. So when you become intentional, then everything that comes from that place on is just going to be pure magic in your life. It's always going to be something wonderful. So it goes back to the whole, the whole quote that we were talking about, pay attention, be astonished, tell all about it. And then we become the greatest storytellers of what we want to tell the stories we want to tell about our lives. And I know that your story is still being written. All of our stories are still being written. And I love the fact that, you know, you know, Malcolm is going to be writing songs like this because that's <laughs> many people, because, you know what people want to be inspired, especially after a year of, of drama, they want to be inspired. So in that vein, how are you like starting a different conversation around inspiration in your business and in your life right now in Nashville, Tennessee? Yeah, I, I think starting a different conversation is just, well, one, it's leading first and foremost. So it's showing up differently than what I would typically show up. It's maybe bringing more lightheartedness, bringing more certainty and hope to the situation. Cause that's something that a lot of people need right now. I think I, I feel that they need right now is some optimism that, Hey, things are, things are going to be okay. This, this place, this earth and everything, <laughs> it's been here a long time. Us humans, we've, we've, we've been through some stuff to say the least. And yeah. if, if our genes weren't strong enough, yeah we wouldn't be here but so the fact that we are here shows that our genes are resilient to be carried on from generation to generation resilient i like that and i think resilience is something that um becomes really a superpower as well like you were speaking before the superhuman this resilience this i'm going to show up and i'm going to keep trying and never give up i'm going to persevere until it's the end of my days and no now, turning to that, you know, this is what I believe makes extraordinary people extraordinary, right? Is because they don't give up. They persevere with their dreams. They show up. They say, why not me? You know, they act as if everything that you're speaking to. So, you know, when you embrace this path that you took, you know, starting off your beautiful, you know, you're a CEO of a fitness company, helping people who, you know, may felt have felt like this is not how I want to live. I want something else. I want that that you come into the fore and you teach them about epigenetics and what in God's name is epigenetics. I <laughs> told you this already, but I'm sure, you know, if anyone comes to you and says, Oh, that's what you do. I have no idea what you do. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that as well? Yeah. Simply put, um, when you, I guess a more formal way to look at it is that when you hear epi, that means above the gene. So it's just above the gene. And in a nutshell, it's basically, Let's think of let's let's think of a story. Let's think of let's talk about the bee. Let's talk about the queen bee here. We all know okay. the queen bee. We and um, we have all these little worker bees and the queen bee. How does the queen bee become the queen herself? And it's really just through the royal jelly. So it's a special type of diet and like a, a different type of cocoon that she lives in. Yeah. And that's it. Those two things separate her from the worker bees. Now all of the bees, they have the same DNA. That right. doesn't change. So my DNA is never going to change. But I like this. the inputs that I put into my system, which here is my my human body, 
yeah. that can influence whether certain genes will turn on or turn off. Right. So you're essentially kind of performing some alchemy here. Is the is a great way to look at it. And well, just because on what alchemy is, because that too may be a very yeah. complicated word. I, I go ahead. Yeah. I guess the way I think of alchemy is just performing magic. You're, you're and you're performing magic or you're influencing something to you're influencing something to your liking where and people might say how did you do this or and it might be hard to see with the eye initially yeah is that is that, is that a, you think that's a good way to describe I, alchemy i think you know alchemy is you know when someone is someone is works with um it's kind of like you know the abracadabra effect mm -hmm. you know they work with metals or alloys and they turn something into gold right because mm -hmm. gold was very valuable back in the day and still is right so the alchemy is inserting some kind of energy that will change the actual underpinnings like you were saying of something from you know nothing to amazing right mm -hmm. your epigenetic kind of things it depends on like what she's the royal jelly right the, mm -hmm. it's like the royal jelly you put the royal <laughs> jelly in and you get this wonderful you know julian fabulousness or but yeah. fabulousness, mm -hmm. right but yeah a big idea just for listeners and viewers to take away is just that the genes you have don't necessarily have to be your destiny. We hear a lot of these, we, we've heard this a lot that um, losing weight is difficult in my family or such and such illness runs in my family. That might be true, but it's really just a propensity. That's it. It's not an absolute because depending on the types of foods you eat, the, the way you exercise, quality sleep, even the way you breathe, the environment that you're in, the way you talk to yourself, all these things matter in the big picture when it comes to upgrading your entire human system. Yeah, I like that. And so you are in the driver's seat. So for me, there are certain illnesses that do run in my family. I looked at my genetic report and it shows that I have a high propensity. But the key word is propensity, not destiny, not absolute, but just propensity. So if my diet or something falls off the rails, then that's most likely the first thing that I'm going to experience difficulty with. Yeah. But if I eat appropriately, I can easily mitigate it and it's a non-issue. And so that's the thing when it comes to epigenetics in a nutshell. Well, you know, I think, I think, you know, what you said before was like acceptance of where you are and then the reality that you're not doomed <laughs> to mm -hmm. failure, right? Because if you believe that that's where you're going, right? Mm -hmm. They feel like, oh my God. You yeah. Know, and that's uh, a big part. A our, our mind's a big part and, you know, meditating can actually, uh, is epigenetically beneficial in, in, in turning on beneficial genes for us and, and helping us with our health span, our lifespan and our wealth span. So yeah. every everything matters. Everything is connected. I, a lot of times we speak of of health in general as if it's in silos. Everything's huh. just everything's just cut off from each other. Yeah. But really, it's like us in the middle here and we have all these little strings that are just attached to us. Yeah. It's and like they all. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a what's that? What's that thing called? A marionette. Um, marionette. Yes, yes, yes. It's, and you can just pull those things. So doing yeah. one thing here is going to affect these other five things. And we yeah. have to keep that in mind that this is a system here. Yeah. Yeah. I have to remember that at eight o'clock at night when I'm usually working late in writing, that it's not good for me to eat something because there's really no point. I don't need the energy, you know, to <laughs> something. And it's just nervous. So if I keep reevaluating that, then tomorrow morning I'm going to feel like crap. So my marionette goes this way, you know, goes this way, goes this way. So just keeping in mind that everything impacts everything else. I love that you said that. 
and you know one of the things i wanted to reiterate with regard to you is that you are like you are you have tools that you've manifested to get you to where you are at this point in your life that really do make you extraordinary because you know you chose to go to medical school and then you chose not to go to stay in medical school so that you chose another path and you're not like saying that i had to stay you're like you gave yourself the ability to make another choice because you were curious enough to see what it was you wanted to be house but it's not house in medical school the same way that you thought it was so you actually refocused and re um you know recreated the journey for you so i think that you know one of the really cool things about the show that i like to bring out are those incredible tools that you use for your own life that help you manifest you know your future like you said your five year your macro mm -hmm. your standards um and i think i wanted to ask you that you know first of all before we start like what will in fact move you forward on this journey like what is one of the things that you can certainly grab onto when you need the best like escape velocity to get yourself going and to like you know put your manifesting on steroids mm -hmm. uh, i think it's kind of to remember to start playing more not being so serious not being so oh, I, I yeah i love that you said that <laughs> I love I, that that, I, that even feels weird to still say because i i'm I, I guess i i get we get so like lasered in with yeah. with with our goals and everything and we get so serious but we have to just remember that you know it's kind of a it's kind of a game really it's really just yeah. kind of a game it's and, zelda and it, it's <laughs> it's not it's not that bad whatever most times that you're going through it's it's tough in the moment but it's it's oftentimes just not that bad and also it's to also remember that we can have sometimes I've been around people who have been sick and they have one wish and that's for health and and they're so grateful for that you know I think about my father and as he was learning to walk again with his prosthetic he wanted he had one wish to feel better again and to start walking again and to not have his son take him everywhere because he was getting tired of listening to me talk on, on different <laughs> monologues <laughs> and so and I think about us, we kind of take the small things in life for granted. We have a thousand wishes. I think that's part of a quote or something. So don't, um, but uh, we have a thousand wishes. And so we just kind of need to slow down a little bit and just really take in, soak in the moment and the gifts that it's, it's, it's an opportunity that we can even go pursue a lot of these goals we have because one or two generations back, a lot of us couldn't do what we're doing right now. Yeah. Or there would have been like 10,000 other steps to even get to the position yeah. to have the opportunity. So that's in a nutshell, that was a little winded, but that's kind of like the next evolution. I, you know, I do like the fact that we have a thousand or a million wishes because, mm -hmm. you know, that whole striving for that curiosity for, you know, life, it's just life. It's like we're alive and, and if as long as we can, right, to experience, you know, if, you know, your father, I, 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 you know, it's funny that you were saying that your father just didn't want you to be carrying you around. But the fact of the matter is you had that time together. Mm -hmm. You had that special time together where you were able to serve him as he probably served you growing up. So, you know, those moments still mean something. And the whole bottom line is that when you're living or paying 
paying attention or living this consciousness, this awareness. You know, the reality is like what you're saying to what, what moves you forward is just, you know, putting one step and one foot in front of the other and striving for. And but also being grateful for the blessings that you have, which you were saying, I guess it's that duality you're speaking about mm -hmm. before. So, you know, as we prioritize this next decade of our lives or this moment. I, you know, it's funny because I, you know, I, I, depending on how I wake up in the morning and I guess it's depending on how I sleep at night, you know, <laughs> I, I, um, I know sleep is so important. I, I am like a different person on the days that I get, you know, whatever my body needs, whatever mm -hmm. my body, I have now gotten to the point where I'm like, if I wake up, it's that's what my body is. I don't, I don't even argue with it because there's no point in, in shaming a person for not sleeping as amount of time that you want to. But the bottom line is that, you know, when you, 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 you put your feet on the floor, I know for me, um, I I'm reinforcing the whole gratitude notion, like mm -hmm. being grateful for this time with you tonight, being grateful that I get to share your information with as many people as I can, I can throw it out there, you know? So I think that, you know, when you talk about like the whole alignment of the story that you want to tell for you manifesting that, what is, what is the story that you want to tell the world now? Yeah, it's, it's, hmm. it's, it's, curiosity stay curious and be adventurous and kind of what that and to do those things you really need to have as optimal health as you possibly can so that's really what it's using our health really transcending that health so we can have our greatest and biggest adventures and make the biggest impact I love that. And anyone who's in Nashville or anywhere that matter, because you're like all over the globe, right? You can yeah, be. Yeah, it's mostly online. Yeah, it's mostly online. Yeah. So he um, has the art of fitness and life. This is his logo. It's it's. Tell me a little bit about your logo because it's super cool. Yeah, um, my friend Mike did this years ago, and I gave him a few ideas, and um, I just told him it had to be black and white. I. I, I Black and white is just like classic in, in everything. I, I just love it. It's classic, but it can also be a little mysterious. And and then I read a little bit on what colors, the kind of feelings they give. And it, black and white kind of matches my mood and everything. And so, but then somebody told me that, you know, if you get more vibrant colors, it's more energy. And and I was like, I don't want to hear that. You know, I'm doing <laughs> I, I'm, do, I'm doing this for the intention, not the intention, man. That's what I told. I didn't tell him that. that that's why I was living it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I just... I like the name things that say the art of and so i was like huh fitness in life i was like and then i checked the domain it's there and then i said the art of fitness in life the art of fitness in life yeah. it's like it sounds good i think it sounds good and yeah. so uh and then uh you know he did the logos and everything i was like oh wow this is really good and i trust people you know when they decide to work with them to get the logo made give them a little idea but then i want them to kind of work their magic and this goes this goes back to the whole thing of like i chose you and i trust you and let's just see what happens i know it's going to be good because i told myself it's going to be good yeah. <laughs> but um, act as if it's going to be good for yeah, sure yeah yeah and and i also and i also do think that you know it doesn't matter what the level that your fitness is at and there's parallels with life and it's fairly similar being successful in fitness, being successful in life, however that looks to you, we have yeah. different we have different canvases of what that success looks like. Yeah. But the core fundamentals of both those things are the same. 
yeah. and they intertwine oftentimes. A lot of times people don't have fitness problems or even food problems. It's usually life problems. Something in life is causing that issue with food. You know, for instance, there's some people when they get stressed from whatever, they might eat more. People like me, they just don't eat. <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a good problem, right? But then um, you can get sick, you can weaken your immune system, you have low energy. So each side has their pluses and minuses, right? And right. how you act to stress. But it it wasn't. But the whole thing, though, it wasn't that it was a food problem. It was that something else is causing that problem. Okay. So um, often the cause is from life, but the symptom just might show up in health. But the cause okay. is something in life. Yeah. So the cause and the effect, I like that the whole, you know, you were saying before, you know, that whole duality, you know, it, it has more of an interplay than we can even imagine. So I, you know, I, I want to make sure that, you know, um, your message to the world comes out. And I love that, you know, you had an intention for tonight. So tell me about your intention for this interview tonight. Um, at, at the outset when we began. Yeah, it was just hope it was just uh, to inspire at least one person to start changing their poison and turning it to medicine. I love that. So for you, changing poison into medicine means what? It's taking situations that are tough, sometimes sad. Um, I'll give you an example. My father passed last April. That's a lot of poison. It was really a tough pill to swallow. And just through this whole year or almost year, there's been, it's been tough still, but time's not going to reverse. Mm -hmm. I'm not the flash or anything, so I, I can't do that. And it's not going to slow down just because I want it to. So I can have, I have a choice to make here in this moment. And I can take that anger that I feel still, and I can turn it into a positive. I can turn that into some medicine and find a way to make sense of it and propel myself in life and even take the lessons to good from him and help other people with it as well wow. and and that's just, and that's the same thing um with a lot of situations that um that i guess I've, i personally have experienced and just seen in others that sometimes things don't work out as quick as you want them to and there's a lesson there. It, it sucks in the moment. The poison can get a little strong. It can, <laughs> it, 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 it can keep us on the bed for a while. It can, it can have us in a box of cookies. It can, it can have us crying. It, it oh. can do a lot of things. But yeah. if we wake up the next day, we're breathing. We still have an opportunity that day to start making some medicine and, and, and getting less, adding more medicine into us and getting some of that poison out. Yeah, I love that. You know, and, and you know, I know that it's coming up on your year in April. And for me, it'll be 10 years. I lost my mother this April, April 12th. For me, I know it was April 10th for mm -hmm. you. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I always like to believe like these certain synchronicities that you know, you're on the path much sooner than I was I, I waited around in the poison of grief, you know, mm -hmm. I think, but the processing really is the same. I think that you know, everyone has to honor their process. So like you said, sometimes you're in the bed with the poison a little longer than, you know, really you might yeah. want. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, uh, and you mentioned that we, we grieve it differently. And for me, I try to immediately just ramp up all my activity and just like this, I'm going to get to work because I, I wasn't, a lot of my activities were reduced 
because I was in a, a caretaker role for those right. for those past few years. Right. And I was right. just like, okay, I guess I have an open void now. Let's just ramp everything up. Let's just get to work. Yeah. And I was avoiding feelings. Yeah. And there and there was a reason. I just couldn't figure it out. I was like, man, like my thinking's not that good. Or like I'm working, yeah. but I don't know what I just got done. I don't think I got anything done. I think I'm just sitting here at a desk and I'm so easily distractible. And I just had all this stuff in my mind and I really needed to just take a breather and process with my mom all this stuff that went on the last few years. Cause it, it was like uh, an, an thriller that had no points in the movie where there was a break. It's just nonstop action scene after action scene. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're just always hiding my, I couldn't rest. I'm always tensed up. I felt like I was back in New York again, where I'm always just like this. <laughs> I yeah. needed to just calm down and just let myself breathe and recover. Cause this is what I would tell a client or anyone that part of peak performance, part of being superhuman is to yes, push yourself, push your, your boundaries, take a few extra steps and further than you think you can. But also you have to dial it back to allow that rest of recovery because then you can be stronger for the next day and you just keep repeating. And so I wasn't following my own advice there. And yeah. so it, it took me, I probably the last few months, maybe the last two months or so, I start to, I'm starting to feel like, I'm starting to feel a lot more sharper now, a lot more happier. It's easier for me to smile and not fake smile. And, and so, yeah. Well, you know, Nick Christine's saying that um, she's going through the similar situation and finding that she's wanting to be more busy as she waits for answers and she hears you. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, interestingly, the whole honoring the process is quite important because in many respects, when you numb yourself out, you're not honoring it. So then you're making more problems because you're not dealing yeah. with the cause underneath. Yeah. And it always comes back and gets you. You can only run. I can run <laughs> far. I can run pretty fast. Yeah. Eventually, I'm going to get tired and it's going to catch me. And it always catches you at the most at the worst time, typically when you don't want it to catch you. You might have something big coming up and then all of a sudden you're just flushed with a wave of emotions. And so the process, it's beautiful, but it's also ugly. And once again, duality has been a big talk tonight. And that's kind of how it is. Like. There's moments, you know, I went to a funeral recently and there's beautiful moments. There's a slideshow. I see my dad again. And so that brings warm memories to me. But then there's also a little somberness as well, a little longing that he's not here. But Jeannie have that beauty as well. And I think that's just that's just kind of how life is. It's it, it it's it's like throwing all this all these different emotions in a blender. And then when we wake up and go about our day, the on buttons on and they're just they're just going everywhere. You know, I, I, I have to I have to follow up on what you're saying, because I feel that this is like so on point. It's like since you're a huge movie buff and you're a huge TV buff, you know, I always think of my life as a play, you know, you know, mm -hmm. age left. I'm the protagonist, so I'm the one, you know, everything's happening <laughs> to me and I'm happening to it. But I'm standing in the middle and everyone comes into scene left, right? And they're doing their thing and they, it's causing, you know, you know, it's it's it might make me feel something, but but as long as you're the observer, you know, you're like paying attention, you're observing, then you're able to take it all in differently. And I mm -hmm. think that's about the stillness and the meditation comes in because you know you shift to say okay this is a way too big for me let me observe for a little bit so that i can process and then maybe um, you know I'll, I'll be astonished by by virtue of you know 
of being the observer and then you know it'll pass and we'll see and then what kind of story is unfolding and then you get excited about the whole details of you know it's almost a year for you and you've gone from the anger you were numbing out you were just go 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 and then you can't run fast enough you're acknowledging that but then you're like observing it now so that you're being able to help help other people because if you don't pay attention your body's going to be pissed and it's going things are going to happen because yeah. you're in you're you're still getting that energy so i love that you brought that out and i love that you're sharing this because for men especially and I don't mean to say only men but you know to share the emotional side of something that is impactful that they're not strong and they're all yeah yeah you know that is clearly you know something that is more more men need yeah. to hear and and with that you know what is the insight that you picked from from the book and you put 161 so I know that there's a re- meaning behind that number <laughs> yeah so uh 161 was originally the marker that I would say how long I was going to live was 161. But that's changed now. So we're raising that number a little more because I want to I want to live a, a couple of different centuries. I think that'll be cool in the record books. And oh, so um <laughs> you're always standards, right? You're high. high, high. Yeah. Aim aim as high as you can go and you're you're going to be pleasantly surprised no matter what happens because your standards are so out there. And plus, you know, you know you're doing this right. Yeah. And you say a goal to someone and they just they're like, what? Or they just look at you with a shock. They're like, that's when you're doing good. Yeah, that's I when you're it. doing good. So what is 161? What does it say? Yeah, 161 is it's it is all part of your amazing dance. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I love that. There's a sentence, you know, I, I here I love. And as long as you make the decision not to quit, that celebration can be yours every day you open um, you open your eyes to the potential that lies ahead. I love that. I love that. Because a lot of times getting what we want really just comes down to just not quitting. Yeah. And just just showing up. Even if you're even if it's so tough, you just do a little something every day. It's like compound interest. It's going to keep adding up. Is the quote on that one even when you stumble make it part of your dance? Is that the quote that I used for that one? I don't remember which one I used for one. Uh, great memory. When you stumble yeah. make it part of the dance. I don't remember the quotes in my book. So, yeah. you know, kudos to you. Well, you know, the fact of the matter is I stumble a lot, but I love to dance. So I have no problem. <laughs> but sometimes I'm all like, oh my God, like, what are they going to say? I look like a fool. But I'm like, you know, as long as I make it look like this is what I was supposed to be doing. What are you talking about? This is all me here. All me, all me, yeah. all me. All yeah. Me. See, I just learned I um, dancing is something that I re- that is something recently picked up. I, I was learning to do salsa and bachata and all of that because uh, I, re- yeah. I really wanted to change my story around being a wallflower. And I completely agree with that. If you stumble and mess up, just look like you know what you're doing. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and just like sometimes I don't know what I'm talking about or I'm just totally winging it. But I'm speaking with conviction, with conviction, yeah. and I'm oh. making good eye contact, and I can, and I'm getting out of, and I'm getting out of the situation. I love that. And 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 with that, you know, that is a great inspiration. But I do want you to share. Well, first of all, before I um, go on, I want everyone to contact Julian if it so speaks to you because he's amazing. The Art of Fitness and Life.com is his website. It's T H E the A R T Art of a um i'm sorry of fitness f-i-t-n-e-s-s and a-n-d life l-i-f-e dot com so go check him out he's on linkedin and twitter um the julian hayes the julian hayes (laughs) Hayes, and i'll put it in the feed afterwards but you know he's a great 
great, great energy. His energy is contagious. It's amazing. And I am certain that he's going to have you level up your standards and your fitness and your mindset. And, you know, you may be able to get his book, architect, you know, book, you know, his body architect too. But with that, I want to turn back to you, Julianne, and ask you for a final bit of inspiration tonight before we go off into the rest of March, the month of wisdom. Yeah. You know, I just like to think it's, it's, you know, tomorrow can be because it's nighttime right now. So tomorrow could be the start of the life that you want. Tomorrow can be the start of the life that you want. Whatever it is that you want, take a few hours tonight or just take 30 minutes. Think about one thing that you want. What's one thing that you want over the next 90 days if you want to break it down and not get too macro? And then think of one simple action tomorrow to start taking that and you're already on a winning streak. And nothing is as powerful as momentum. Oh, I like that. So, so everybody go out there, think of that one thing you want and start tomorrow. And for 90 days, you're on that streak. And if you want to play with Julian and me, you know, we're having more fun in life, then join us on a three day excursion to pay attention, be astonished and tell about it as we are looking for that something wonderful about to happen. And on Friday, contact me or Julian and let us know what it is so we can all celebrate our life of happiness and joy and intention together. And thank you once again, Malcolm, do it for the intention, not <laughs> attention. And I want to remind everybody Butterfly Awakens comes out on November, I'm sorry, September 7th, 2021. And they're on, it's on pre-sale now on Amazon. I know that maybe Julian's book is still available on Amazon too. It's there. It's there. It's, it's, it's waiting for when people are ready. It is sitting there. Body Architect is waiting for you and he is going to be writing another one because he is on his way and the momentum is there. And I want to thank you guys all tonight for showing up, being the deliberate creators of your world, getting ready to manifest, learning from this extraordinary man, Julian Hayes, as he shared with us those tidbits that make him his life even that more extraordinary. And remember, we're here to be bold and be awakeners, and it is time to manifest the life of your dreams. Thank you all. I hope you all have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much again julian this was wonderful i know this is this is fun thank you so much i really enjoyed this no you're awesome i'll talk to you soon have a good night everybody all right see you everyone